You're listening to The Parenting Couch with Sarah Levitt. Little people problems, big people solutions. Hi, Sarah Levitt here and welcome to episode number two, season two of The Parenting Couch. Now, my guest on this episode, Sally Howash, was on season one where we caught up and talked about love life, the universe, having little ones two under two. When I arrived, I actually found out she was just finding out that she was pregnant with number three. And we sat down and had a really lovely chat. And I know you're going to enjoy this one a lot. During lockdown, I found out that uh, Sal contracted coronavirus at seven months pregnant. She's going to tell us her incredible story. Sally has the gorgeous website, sunshineco.com.au. Please go and check that out there. And also, she's a singer, songwriter, art therapist. Wow, so many strings to her bow. And again, excited to share with you this incredible, inspiring story, what I like to call a COVID miracle, as I'm sure you will come to see it as too. So please sit back, relax, take in this extraordinary chat with the gorgeous Sal. So, the last time we were together, you were telling me that you were pregnant with this little beautiful baby boy that you have on your lap right now, who's four hey. weeks old, little Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Isn't that amazing? That was that. I know. Amazing. All... Now he's here in my arms. Hi. He even just did a smile for us. Hey, baby. Oh, my God. He's so <laughs> beautiful. And Johnny named after your dad, John, which uh, is lovely as well to be able to honour that because I know yes. you're very close to your dad. So Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. He's happy. He's very happy with the name. Middle name's Oswald, which is my mum's um, dad. And so the other thing, um, Sal was on the first season of The Parenting Couch. It was more about the fact that she had two under two, but now she has three under three. Is that right? Yes. Or even less than that. Yeah. So my eldest one isn't two and a half yet. Oh, no. He just turned two this year. (laughs) And my second one's just turned one. And then there's my newborn. Extraordinary. Crazy. Starting to realise why people don't have children that close together. <laughs> you just started it's to work hard. it out now. Yeah. Now's a good time. It's really Now's hard. a good time. But you know what? They're cute. I love it. And at least I've forgotten what it's like to have a full night's sleep. I've forgotten what it's like to feel great and fresh. And like my eyes are always itchy. You know that burning itchy? Oh. That's my normal, things oh. like that. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's all right. You know what? A couple more years and I might start sleeping through again I reckon well when when do you start sleeping through <laughs> oh do you really want me to answer that it never oh, never I, I mean I I still sit with my daughter who's seven and a half and pat her while she goes to sleep yeah. right? I never thought that would be happening yeah oh and she's in nice bed with though. me but that's fine but at the same time I don't know like I still have nights where she kicks me and stuff and I don't get a yes. full and she's seven and a half so yeah I don't know when you become a mother I don't know like Never ending. I know that there will be, of course, a period for you where you start to get longer sleep yeah. stretches, right? Yeah. Um, I so hope it might so. be 
three or four years maybe. yeah maybe <laughs> I have to stop seeming so happy when my two-year-old comes in like usually about midnight I hear the door click no. and he comes in I'm like oh hey baby come into bed because it's so cute and I love so his cuddles oh my but I think he can sense that I like it I'm like oh I've got this one in my bed sometimes the one you're holding my bed <laughs> What size bed have you got? I'm always awake from oh someone. My gosh, oh my um, God. King size. Not it's very enough. small, though, when you've got a few kids in there. No room for the husband. Where does he go? Does he stay? Oh, uh, anywhere. Look, I don't want any more children, so it's okay. You can sleep. <laughs> the, the further away, the better. Is the contraception. Well, we used to do, we used to sleep in separate rooms, but I think it's been proven that's not enough. So I'm thinking separate floors. Might be better Is that right? for contraception oh, right. reasons. Okay. We will see. Separate houses, maybe. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, well, I was. I remember saying last time when we spoke about that. I was pretty impressed that with two little ones, you were still, you know, enjoying <laughs> each other's company, right? So you know, yes, not the worst. Know, thing. Occasionally, would have a night off and have a glass of wine, and then there's another baby. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the reason I'm, well, I'm visiting um, Sal because I like her and also I really wanted to have an excuse to come and see a little baby because I love little babies Mm -hmm. so much and he's so cute. But there's an incredible story that goes along with these guys. Sal ended up with coronavirus when you were eight eight months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. First of all, how? Did you get it? So we got it at a friend's wedding. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, and a lot of us got it. We weren't there for very long. We literally drove down there for the ceremony. Um, we stayed for part of the reception and we left. And it was a small wedding, an outdoor venue. Wow. But so many of us got it, like a third of us got it. Yeah, and we found out about a week later. So we had really, we had no you know symptoms that made it very obvious to us these yeah, were right. the very early days where you didn't just go get checked you could only get checked if you'd been in contact with a confirmed case and you had symptoms because yeah, the tests right. were so limited yeah yeah um so we got we got contacted saying some people from the wedding had it and if we were sick to get checked we were like well we are sick so um we said okay tomorrow morning let's go get checked at the nearest clinic and overnight, I got full-blown sick. Like, I couldn't breathe. Oh, um, yeah. And you're pregnant with two Yeah, kids. I just remember just when I realised I couldn't breathe, I just started bawling my eyes out because I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Mm, what's going mm, on? I was mm. thinking, if I can't breathe, what's ha- going to happen to my baby? Anyway, we caught an ambulance and they came straight away because of being pregnant. We actually, originally I called the hotline for like an hour, but I couldn't get through. So then... And the story continued from there, the never-ending unfolding, because it was my husband who had it, myself, my daughter, our dog, my one-year-old. dog had it? My two-year-old got separated from us. Oh, my God. Yes. Her cough was worse than ours. It was full on. I was told I understood pets couldn't get it. Pets can't give it to you, but they can have it. You can give it to them. They can, yeah. So they can't pass it, but they can have it. So why didn't your son contracted then so he might have had it and just not had symptoms some people are like asymptomatic but he had been in contact with us obviously when we're most contagious so had um my husband's mum so they had to both isolate together so they went into isolation and then my husband the one-year-old my daughter Mirabelle and I 
were at home all really sick for oh a couple God, of weeks. Who took care of you all? Like, how did you manage Well, no it? one, because no oh one was allowed God. in. Oh, yeah. my God. And, um, and, and I couldn't get any checkups on the baby in my tummy or get any ultrasounds oh. done or do any of these things leading up. And because I had to have a Caesar, and it was a bit risky, the delivery, because I'd had two Caesars, like one each year oh. in the last few years, they were quite worried. I had a really thin lining. There was a lot that could have gone wrong. My blood pressure was really high. Yeah, so it was like the never-ending unfolding of complications. You're actually the only person I know that had COVID, right? Okay. So I don't know how many other people know. So I think that there's a lot of, obviously, I mean, there was, would have been a lot of fear for you. That must have been really yeah. scary because that was before anyone knew anything, right? It was yeah. very unknown. All we knew was, was that it was a potentially deadly right? virus. And you're pregnant. And that we didn't know much else. Oh. So once I got cleared oh then I still had to get cleared to go to the hospital because it was a maternity ward and they oh, didn't want right. me around because oh. then I have to shut did down you know the hospital, okay? the hospital what, policy what did you no, know? not until like my last not until like my last month I my obstetrician was great about it though she was at the end of the phone to me regularly oh, okay, so, um, yeah, and yeah, I right. kind of just had to monitor it myself <laughs> me who writes songs I'm like <laughs> slash obstetrician for a little while just had to check in but I just my blood pressure was really high and there was, I couldn't do because anything you, about you think it. Because you were stressed or because you I had COVID? I think because there was the, it is a symptom of COVID plus it was a symptom of my pregnancy and then the stress uh, of everything. Right. We, we are the lucky ones. <laughs> I still don't think a lot of people know a lot. I want to hear a little bit more if you don't mind talking about it, about what mm. it felt like because I think that mm. was the thing that everyone, people, the part known as, you talk about the breathing, everyone knew mm. shortness of breath and mm. all this sort of stuff. But Yeah, see, and that can all seem a bit vague as well, Carla, because right? it's, it's like well, we all sometimes might right? feel shortness of breath or, or sometimes might feel a tickle in the throat, which is where it started for me. Okay, they all right. can seem like very small things. <clears throat> it, it is hard to tell whether it was just normal you know everyday things or whether it was coronavirus and that's why they're saying to people if in doubt go get tested it anyway yeah because you started with a tickle in the throat which is in the throat which i had for a week and that was it my husband had what seemed like a common cold okay and you know and we had been infected so and some people had you know had their symptoms a couple of days some people not at all and for me for a week i was going about my normal life yeah right and thank god um i wasn't a super spreader like we from what we could tell didn't infect anyone because what they do is the health authorities have like these case workers who go on your case and you have to tell them everyone you've been in contact with yeah, right. and then they over over those two weeks and then they get in contact with every one of those people and tell them that they have to isolate for two weeks yeah so i was calling people and telling them and they were like no 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 but i don't feel sick i'm fine you can't tell me I can't work for two weeks, that's my livelihood, or you can't tell me to stay home for two weeks, I physically can't do that, I have kids. And I was like, well, you have to, it's not me being mean, but you could actually go out and infect someone or kill them. Yeah. And it was such early days, so people didn't realise the gravity and the seriousness of it all. We were sick for probably a few weeks, um, because a couple of weeks, they say after that, you become non-contagious. But we went to get our clearance tests, which they were doing then. The rules have changed now. You just need to isolate for two weeks and then you can come out of quarantine. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we did our clearance tests and we're still positive. Oh, my God. So, and one, yeah, one, and that was when the new system started that after two weeks you can go back out. But because we'd already started on the old system, we had to continue to do tests till we could get cleared. 
And then for me in particular, because I was going to have a baby, go to a maternity hospital, all this stuff, I had to do a couple of tests to be both negative before I could go. But then, because that was the hospital policy. So then there was all this stuff. Eventually they were able to change the hospital policy and I was able to, and I got my negative test done in time. But otherwise I was going to have to have the baby in quarantine, like not in a maternity ward, in an emergency area, you know, in space suits. There were no visitors, which is still the policy at the moment. Oh yeah, of course. Only your husband. No one can come and see you. Yeah, no one can. No wonder you didn't want to come home so much (laughs) because you didn't even have visitors. I know, look, I have a big family and I love my family (laughs) and I love them visiting. But it was really nice right? just, to, oh my God. just to have that baby bubble um, just to recover, to just recover from yeah. the cesarean, oh my to have baby and husband to myself. Um, the hard thing about that was, though, it also meant no kids. So I couldn't see could my say, other two kids. Yeah. And my kids I've seen every day of their life until no. this coronavirus thing when I was separated yeah. from my son. And then this was the first week I hadn't seen my daughter. Oh, my God. That's so, so hard <clears throat> being separated from your son for all that time. Yeah, and... for him for two weeks oh. and then for her and him was another week with the this. But um, that's all so right. so little still. So like, little. They know, don't understand. Not, no. Yeah. I know. When I when we're in ice, when he was in isolation and we had the virus, I'd call him to check in and he'd just cry because to him he was fine, having a great time. But if he saw me or heard yeah, my voice, oh. and he kept saying, "Mummy home, mummy home no. now," I know it just got too hard, so I stopped calling him. No, oh, which is hard. I know, but which is hard, hard too. To yeah. So, but um, days must have been long though for you, like they with were, all the not knowing and the not knowing what was going on with the baby, yeah. And then having to take care of your daughter, husband sick can't help, yeah. Like and he you're was sick, sick and, and he continued sick. to work as oh well, so he was working from oh home. Oh my god! <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he was, yeah, still doing court and everything. He actually shut down the family court when he had the virus because they had to close it to clean oops. it. So, oh. Oops. Oh, sorry oh. everyone, but we had to do it. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it was long. It was hard. I feel like there was a lot of strength I got out of that. Mm. Now I'm like, far out. I got through it. And I've realised I'm capable of a lot. We got through it. You are. I'm stronger than I thought I was. How good is that? Yeah. So that's a nice, that's a really great thing to realise. <laughs> it feels good. There was that that came out of it too. I think it was about finding a balance. That's what I think, wasn't it? Like about not being too over the top, but at the same time doing what you needed to do to make sure that you weren't putting other people at risk or yourself and just going about, you know, doing what you needed to do. And if everybody did that, right? With mental health, with your physical health. Absolutely. You know, people still need to have an income. For a lot of people, that, you know, just wasn't possible. But there's this delicate dance going on. Absolutely. Even the government's trying to work out how can we keep people's, people's mental health. Yes you know healthy and then how can we and the um, economy you know yeah and keep them physically healthy so yes you know they've tried to ease restrictions as best as they can to try and keep all these things uh, moving as best and it's as important possible. because the, the mental health outcome is going to be large the issues yeah. relationship breakdowns i know of some already you know as a result yeah. of it yeah the challenges too. that have gone on for parents look there would have been cracks already i mean it's exactly. not like it was... probably just put everything what? in the pressure cooker fed a lot of things up for everyone i know so many people that are making really positive changes and so much wonderful has come and i understand yes. there are people that aren't in that position too and i'm and i'm sorry for those yeah. people that yeah. have found it really hard and that um you know have that are still finding especially it hard financially and things you just don't need that added pressure but oh, gosh, you know yeah. 
you can't get it again, right? I Is that right? No, yeah, yeah, I can't. Well, yes, that's what they're saying. Okay, we well, could be proven wrong. No okay. one's seen coronavirus before, but I have the antibodies. Yes. So does my daughter. So there's an immunity around that. Yeah. And whether that's for a season or a year or a lifetime, we don't know. But it's likely that for Johnny, because he's been born with the antibodies to coronavirus. Yes, which is incredible. Like yeah. Because he didn't have it. No, so they've been able to see that he was never infected, never caught coronavirus from me, but I've passed on the antibodies. Wow. Um, and often when you're born with antibodies to something, it can last a lifetime. Right. So, but we don't know that much yet. So they've, they've got his umbilical cord, they've got oh, his bloods, they've got right. his cells, and they'll keep checking on him probably every few months and see how things develop. But hopefully there's some clues in that to work out what is coronavirus immunity and where we hold that immunity in our body, how it develops and how it can be, how we can hopefully all have a dose of that. That would be great. So he becomes a case study? Yeah, he's yeah. a case study at the moment. And, and he made medical history being born with the antibodies, having never been infected from coronavirus. See, some babies were born um, and then caught the virus, and that's oh. because it was passed on either in utero right. or from breast milk later or from their mothers later. They're not sure if it was in utero okay. or after. Right. But I'd had it recovered and then had him. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I've gotten right into the studying of it all. Have you? Yeah, yeah so as I, you would. Yeah, oh my so God. an infectious disease specialist at Westmead I've been speaking to a lot and he's been following our case from beginning to end and he's ongoing, like looking at it. All this stuff I knew nothing about no, before. And no. even Mirabelle, um, it'd be interesting to see how she handles the antibodies because she's so young. She was really, really sick. Like her fevers were through the roof and that was quite scary because I couldn't take her to hospital I just had to be nurse and just watch her. So I'm literally like sleeping, watching her with my eyes open. But um, yeah, you're sick she's yourself. all good now. It's good she doesn't even realise how, you know, how scary it all was. The body's amazing, isn't it? Like you just recover. Well, because they wouldn't recommend you had babies that close. No, today, it, there are added that. risks involved okay, and... Right. We weren't trying to be... No, I know. We weren't, you know, it wasn't the plan. I know. But, you know, wouldn't change any of it. I'm so in love with baby Johnny. Oh, I'm so in love with lying. all the babies. Oh, like, you're a wonderful good mom. little babies. You've always been such a beautiful, lovely, kind soul. And oh, so, gosh, you know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's always nice. liked you. And I think, you know, you have that natural maternal instinct you know like you just have that about you that oh, that's you know, nice. it's not for everyone like i think like, i don't know that's right yeah. i mean everyone i suppose would embrace it and go well that's just the way it is yeah but exactly you really do like just you've just taken it all on and just take it in your stride and it's impressive yeah, you've got to i mean i yeah look i wouldn't mind a break and having more but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i honestly i don't i don't think that will happen I think after having a couple of years off, yeah. I probably won't want to go back oh, then. I'll change my mind. I don't know. Then. It depends when he starts to get older if you start to have that feeling of, oh, my last baby or not. Yeah. It'll only be though when he's about two probably or something, right? And you'll know then. Once I start the... to feel good again and then I forget. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I think, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I'm still clucky after and at seven and a half years. Well, that's because I haven't had a second one. And so I think, oh, you know. Yeah. See, I don't know. <laughs> We will see. Such an incredible 
story. I'm super grateful that you, because um, so many people have wanted to chat with you in the media and you let me come and sit on your couch. And Oh, of course, I just want to hang out. Oh, I know, it's nice, <laughs> but I still feel great because I know that everyone's going to be really fascinated by your story and about the fact that, you know, as I said, I didn't know anyone that had COVID and now I've met a baby who has the antibodies. I know. So were you, the, were you one of the first people to get it in Australia then? Um, we were like the first 100, I think. Because we had a case number, which was oh, something did you? like that. Oh, yeah. God. You're a number. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So it was such early days. I remember yeah. it was on the news, and I was thinking, oh, we won't get it because I'm always at home with the kids. Right. They're not at daycare or anything. No. Like, I'm always at home. Yeah. You know, I don't go out a lot. And if I do leave the house, I'm on the farm. Right. How would I get it? And then that one weekend, because it had literally been here, I think, only in Australia for two weeks or something. That one weekend, we were quite, quite, uh, quite outgoing. That weekend, we went to a wedding. We also went to Elton John. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) We yeah, we got the virus straight away, and I was like, how? Like the one weekend we go out, we went to um, we went to the places where there was a lot of Mm. coronavirus. Um, it just shows how contagious. It just shows how contagious it was. You trying to get the message across and say, you know. Yeah. Could they trace back where yours came from? Like, did it come from someone overseas? Um, it came from someone at the wedding. Yeah. Um, who they believe had just flown in from America. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes But sense. we've kind of not gone there to find out exactly who it was from because I don't want anyone to feel bad. Oh, no, of course You know what not. I mean? No, 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 no. but the case, pe- oh. the case study people will know, but I haven't asked right. my friends from the wedding. They okay. probably know. Yeah. Well, it's likely it was someone from overseas, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot from America sense. bought yeah. it here. Right. Apart from the fact you feel like, wow, I, I am much stronger for it. Yeah. It's like this amazing story that's come out of it that will be yeah. forever for you guys. Yeah. Like, and him. To be like, wow. It's miracle, right? <laughs> I can't believe like, I mean, we went through all that. Yeah, you know. Mm. It's everyone's got a story. Like, I feel right, it would be impossible to this whole year for everyone not to have been affected. It's affected everyone so differently. Everybody, don't you think? Like, how could it not? Every Every single human being. Yeah, in so many different ways, you know? Oh, my God. Hey, pumpkin. that little noise. Oh. Oh. What's that? Something. Sore tummy, Mm, maybe. Anyway, well, I'll leave you to go. We're talking about you. Say... Thank you. It's he lovely. just wanted to add to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you are. Did he hear us talking about you? We're talking about you, pumpkin. So it is a beautiful story. I'm glad you're all well and happy and healthy. Oh, and thank you. Well, he's hoping there isn't the second wave, but at least you're safe. Yeah, gosh. I ho- yeah, no, I hope, I hope I'm wrong about that. Or I, know, or I hope but... we have a some kind of antibody for everyone by then. We're the lucky ones. Oh, thank you. It was lovely to chat with you. You too. Oh, what a story. What a miracle. I love these positive stories coming out of COVID. And please get in touch with me if you do have a story you'd like to share. Whatever the story is, um, you can reach me at comedy at sarahlevitt.com, my email there. There's also a website, theparentingcouch.com.au. And don't forget to check out to Sal's website, sunshineco.com.au. And you can check out her articles, her blog, and also there's a gorgeous shop where you can buy lovely, beautiful things. So thanks again for tuning in. Look forward to next episode. Appreciate anyone jumping on uh, to iTunes there and 
giving me a review and uh, also uh, please like any of the uh, socials when you get a chance as well. Okay. I hope you're all adjusting back okay and taking good care of yourselves. Lots of self-love during this time. I just had a massage, which was much needed. And we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Bye.